welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are diving into Willow, the movie, and possibly a little covering of the first episode of the series. <laughs> yes, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a highlight for Maya. She had told me for so many months, you have to watch Willow. You have to watch Willow. Why aren't you watching Willow? And I finally watched it and I loved it. <laughs> yes. And it really has nothing to do with Jane Austen or David Lynch, but we were like, we just want to cover something different for once. Mm-hmm. And um, I made a list and I was Willow was at the top and Christian was like, sure, let's do Willow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially with like the new series coming out. I was just excited for a fantasy thing. I love fantasy things. And I feel like we don't get enough fantasy. 100%. Especially like a high budget fantasy where it looks really good. So I was like, this is, I'll dive into this. And I was not disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's because Willow was my favorite movie as a child or because I just really like it, but I feel like 80s fantasy is my favorite fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) I I told Josh after watching it, because he had asked me, he's like, well, like, what are your thoughts on Willow? Like, did you like it? Like, and I was saying, oh, I loved it, blah, blah. But like, I said, it totally makes sense why Maya (laughs) loves this movie. It was very influential on her because I feel like I could see her in this movie. I feel like I've heard jokes from this movie that she's (laughs) told. I was like, this is like the perfect Maya movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very influential on me. So much so that I didn't even realize how influential Mm -hmm. until Disney Plus came out and I rewatched the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So you had like easy access to it. (laughs) Yeah, because I think I... This is one of those movies that if you're my age and had HBO, it just played, it was like one channel and it would play Mm. the same stuff over and over, you know, so you could catch it whenever. And especially kids stuff during the day was just like, I watched Goonies about 50, 100,000 million (laughs) times. (laughs) I also watched this movie probably an equal amount of times. And Annie, I think is the other one that I watched a million times. But this one, I like watched a million times, but then kind of forgot about it not forgot about it but like didn't watch it for Mm -hmm. 20 odd years or so and then when I rewatched it I was like how come I know every line to this movie (laughs) (laughs) you're just silently mouthing each line (laughs) this is happening (laughs) yeah this movie also my funny story that I tell every time because I just find it so humorous about myself was that I guess the same time it was on HBO back then, they had like a get excited about the movie. Like, I guess I think they still might do these on HBO, but like a first look where it's Mm, like a mm -hmm. 10 minute ad or, you know, where they kind of. Yeah. Well, the uh, narrators of that, you know, get excited for this movie. What were the brownies? And Ah. so they were really little in this narration thing. (laughs) And I, seeing them in this behind the scenes footage, assumed that they were actually little people that small. And I really thought that brownies existed (laughs) for a while. Uh, Well, I like being able to like have the preview of the movie done by the brownies, I think is like the smartest thing because the brownies to me were... (laughs) so funny and so silly and Mm -hmm. they just like i don't know they made the movie a little more funny and lighter than it being like a serious like you know we have to be on this quest to save the world and oh yeah yeah i like because 
that's one of my favorite parts of this movie. It's just the tone of it because it's mm-hmm. like serious and like fantasy, but also very funny and silly mm-hmm. and, you know, for a younger audience. <laughs> yeah. And the brownies are great. I did. I was looking at them this time and I was thinking the, the special effects look amazing. There's only a couple moments where you're like, you can tell that they're superimposed, but yeah, even like I was watching him walk on this log that was kind of went up and down and mm-hmm. you could kind of tell that he wasn't walking on it because he wasn't obviously. Right. But the way, whatever they did, it looked exactly like this log. He was like going up and down exactly mm-hmm. as the bumps of the log. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a George Lucas, Lucasfilm movie and I feel like they're not the things that they're not really going to skimp on are like special effects, whether they're right. like, you know, computer generated or like physically generated. Mm-hmm. They're not going to skimp be- on that. And because it's directed by Ron Howard, I think it really yep. also has the heart, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. And it, it just has that special something that a lot of 80s movies have where it's just like, you know, there's this like, it never, I don't want to say it's never like, it never feels serious, but it just like has this like, feeling of that oh i know everything's gonna work out in the end so i don't have to be like too worried i could just have fun (laughs) yeah yeah but there i mean there's still like it is kind of scary people die Mm -hmm. there's like heads on stakes and stuff so it's not like (laughs) you know what you would think of today maybe a little more sanitized for children oh yeah and i (laughs) and i could not figure it out but i think they have like slurs for (laughs) the the people that Willow is a part of, like his uh, uh-huh. race of people, <laughs> they use it quite often. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> because I was looking up a lot of the people and stuff, I was looking up the, like, like they're the Nelwins. The, Nelwins, uh, yes. Yeah, Willow. But I never, that's like, there's so many crazy words <laughs> that they never mm-hmm. like really registered with me because you know I yeah really half hear people talk most of the time on television. <laughs> so I was like, oh, they're called the Nelwins. <laughs> all I know is Daikini because that's you know the right. slur that everyone calls them, which is really interesting. You know that. Oh, like... I think Daikini is the human. Oh yeah, like the is... yeah right, the right. um what we would know as like sort of like average sized humans. But right. I think the, the slur was like, uh, it was called peck. They kept peck, calling like, it. you peck. And I was like, yes. this this seems like a really bad word. <laughs> totally. But it's cool the way like, as the movie progresses, he starts at one point, he's like, I'm with the Nelwyn. And mm-hmm. it's like, he just oh. sticks up for himself. And he's like, yeah. doesn't matter what you call me. I'm going to rise to the occasion. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, tell me about you. Cause I'm just going to start. I mean, all I'm going to do this entire episode is gush. So. <laughs> <laughs> tell me your first impression. Cause you just saw it recently. Yes. Uh, I really liked it. Like I said, um, I loved like, there's like a softness to eighties um, fantasy that I really love. Like everything is really like a very soft, like warm pink reddish or brownish <laughs> kind of thing. And I just loved like the overall look of it. I thought the, the special effects like the physical ones especially on the dogs were really cool uh-huh. they looked really scary and they looked really <laughs> realistic yeah you can't have 80s fantasy without like a muppet showing up in there. right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know when they showed up i was like oh what are these things they're so gross <laughs> i was like cooper don't watch <laughs> <laughs> block your eyes he hates devil dogs <laughs> <laughs> but um it was just i love the story of it too i thought that was really cool and 
I can't remember who the actress is who plays like the evil queen. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I want to say Jean Marsh or something like that. Jean Marsh, you're right. Um, she just has like, and I obviously I've recognized her for so many things, but just like the overall look of it was great of her character. <laughs> she was in a Doctor Who episode, classic Doctor Who episode. She seems like one of those like kind of timeless actresses. Like she just has that quality to her. <laughs> And the kids of Willow, kids, his kids oh, were so they're cute. so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I just love like when little, little kids are fascinated and obsessed with like babies. And it's just like the cutest thing ever. Yeah. So I just loved it. It was a, a nice fantasy fix that I was really craving. Yeah. It's like the perfect blend of cute, scary, hair metal. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's just got so many, <laughs> you know, like the accents are all over the place. And oh, yeah. I don't think it actually has any like diegetic music from. I don't know if that's the right word, but like, you know, 80s music. <laughs> mm hmm I think it's all soundtrack, but the new series does use some of regular songs. Yeah. But it feels right, like, it feels like If Willow did as well. Yeah. Yeah, well like the new series and the new the new music kind of fits in with like it feels like a modern fairy tale in a way. Like they're still obviously in the time period they're in, but there <laughs> right. is just a very uh Yeah. modern feel to it. As Willow felt like a very 80s fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then like the name of the princess Sorsha. Every time I heard Sorsha, I was thinking in my head, not Sersha, like Sersha Ronan, but then also not Cersei, like from Game of Thrones, but also not um Right. I can't remember what her name is, the red haired one, but Sersha. is that Isn't her that name? Sersha? Sersha Ronan? No, Or the is redhead it? from Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, oh. I think her name is Sophie Turner, but I can't remember what her character's name is. Sansa. There's Sansa. so many, so many S, S <laughs> names and S yeah. sounding names. I was just like, <laughs> source, 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 but. She's such a very interesting character, which Oh, I'm yeah. excited to talk about her. Very interesting. And yeah. Uh, well, should we just do some notes then? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, so Willow was released May 20th, 1988, and it was, like you Which said, I feel like I was younger when it came out, but, you know. yeah, you were still like, you <laughs> I know, was like nine. yeah, still under double digits. Yeah, <laughs> just. <laughs> like you said, it was directed by Ron Howard, and the story is obviously a George Lucas story, but the screenplay was written by Bob Dolman. And for our cast list, quite a cast list, we have Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan, Awesome. of course. <laughs> His best role ever. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Joanne Whaley, Wally? Joanne Whaley, I think, um, as Sorsha. Uh, Warwick Davis as Willow. Jean Marsh. He's so young. I know, so 17 <laughs> is what I read <laughs> when That's he did crazy. this. Uh, Jean Marsh as <laughs> Queen Bav Morda. I always thought it was Mad Morda, and so I thought it was really weird that it was a Mad Mordigan and a Mad Morda. <laughs> <laughs> Patricia Hayes as Raziel, Raziel. Um, Billy Barty as High Aldwin. Uh, His voice has got to be in, like, I think it must be in, like, The Last Unicorn or something. It's so yeah. Well, he, cartoon 
familiar. <laughs> his, even like his look where he had like the long beard, the long hair, and the pointy hat. Like that yeah. was, <laughs> I just kept thinking of Last Unicorn because the wizard in <laughs> yeah. that looks so much like him. Is he from Last Unicorn? I didn't even look him up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to look into that. We have Pat Roach as Kale. Gavin O'Herlihy as Eric. Mm. Yes. He... Eric is a fun character. <laughs> yeah. He's been a lot of stuff too. David Steinberg as Migosh. Uh-huh. Uh, Phil Fondacaro as Von Carr. Tony Cox, who I recognize from a lot of things. If you watched Bad Santa, I think he is in that as well. Uh, he was a Von Carr warrior. I thought he would have a name, but I guess not. And then we have, I think, the two brownies were Kevin Paul. Was he Paul, the bone face warrior? Or Tony was Cox. He... Yeah. No, he looks like this. Was he a, a Nelwyn? Oh, he okay. was a Nelwyn, yes. Okay. Um, and then for the two brownies, we have Kevin Pollock and Rick Overton. <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, if you've watched Marvelous Mrs. Basil, Kevin Pollock is in that. And he's a bunch of good stuff. stuff. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> That's kind of like our main cast members. Let me see any trivia stuff. Warwick Davis was only 17 during shooting. But what's even crazier is that George Lucas wrote this film for him after meeting him on the set of Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi, five That's years awesome earlier. <laughs> so he was only 12. That's crazy. <laughs> so crazy. The Devil Dogs uh, were actually Rottweilers in rubber masks and suits. So that was cool. Really? Going. Yeah. You could not tell that they were real dogs. No. That's, <laughs> I, thought I thought they, they were puppets for sure. <laughs> yeah, or like some sort of animatronic early on thing. Val Kilmer ad-libbed a punch uh, his dialogue, apparently, which I was like, <laughs> he's he's so ridiculous in this movie, which is yeah. like, kind of really speaks to his talent. So lovable in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Such a troublemaker, but got a good heart. <laughs> yeah there's like a lot of like just little tiny notes of like accidents that happened on set like the cage that mad Bardigan was stuck in the chain broke when he was getting out of it and it like smashed his foot and so like Ooh. you can see in one of the scenes that he's sort of limping a little bit <laughs> like it has nothing to do with the story yeah i saw that it was the biggest casting of little people yes. in a movie like the most like cast yeah I, I think over 200 which is crazy seem like there's that many no it's the whole big party scene yeah and they probably have it's probably not like a lot of recycled actors like if there's different scenes with different townspeople they probably have, have mm-hmm. different people in that as well yeah it was a very fleshed out village oh yeah and i think that's kind of it there wasn't there's a lot of like little tiny notes there's not anything like ooh scandalous ooh, <laughs> cool besides what i said right well, I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> I probably wrote a little too much of the recap just because I was, you know, like, this it's, is this It's is- Willow. I did think it was funny that the little warning that came up when it came on was contains tobacco depictions because I'm like, first of all, oh. I don't remember there being any tobacco no, depictions. I don't either. <laughs> and there are lots of killing of people, so I think that might be the <laughs> warning. <laughs> right, you would think. <laughs> okay, so we have quite a bit that happens over the opening credits. We meet Beth Morda right off, mm-hmm. and 
find out that she's afraid of babies and <laughs> <laughs> determined to kill the one who was prophesized to bring her doom. Which it, I thought Jeez. she was like killing all the babies, but it seems like she's just checking them. And you know, yeah. Well, what's kind of like <laughs> what maybe being like maybe this should have been the warning was like the mass imprisonment of every woman who was <laughs> pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> yeah, because we just like open on a dungeon full of pregnant women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the like nursemaid. As soon as she finds the <laughs> the uh, one with the symbol, is like, all right. I'm out here with yeah, this baby. Yeah, she's like, I will be rescuing it. Yeah, right under Bath Morda's nose. And this kindly lady walks. They do a lot of. The one thing I noticed was like, they'll be like, we're in nice summer land and now we're in the mm-hmm. snow. <laughs> like they go from <laughs> the valley to the, the mountaintops and back down mm-hmm. many times. <laughs> <laughs> but this lady walks over the mountains to save the baby. And the baby is so cute. It's got curly red oh, hair. Cute. <laughs> oh, that was another fun fact is that was a wig. <laughs> because the babies were too young to have hair. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that was really funny that they had a little wig. Yeah, it was so cute. So cute. Uh, but then she's chased by devil dogs. <laughs> Luckily, okay. she finds a convenient floating raft of grass. <laughs> yes. I That's was like, I feel like I was watching... Um, that cartoon that was like i think it was in the 90s that was like about moses i think i know i was like moses (laughs) 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 and she gets killed by the devil dogs as soon as she sends him down the river (laughs) showing you yeah you're not seeing this movie (laughs) nope you won't simply get captured yeah and i think that's where the credits are finally wrapping up so Mm -hmm. this adorable little child is found by some equally adorable little children so cute Oh, and Work Davis, who was also adorable as a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm, so young. <laughs> so, okay, they find it. It's a little daikini baby, which are mm-hmm. the big the big people. Mm-hmm. They are the Nelwins. We get introduced right off the bat to Burglecut, who is a Rudy <laughs> Patootie. <laughs> <laughs> of course. He's the the one that nobody really likes. <laughs> yeah, but he's in charge of this town. Um, he's like, how did you get seeds? I'm the only one who sells seeds around here and you owe me money. And he's like, we've been collecting seeds. (laughs) (laughs) The old fashioned way. (laughs) But while he's arguing with Burglecut, Kaya, his wife, finds the baby and can't resist. (laughs) (laughs) She was kind of like the unsung hero of this movie because Uh, she was. was, And she was just like, this is our baby now. I will take yeah. it and protect it. <laughs> yeah. Willow is feeling very high strung at the beginning. <laughs> he really wants to be this wizard's apprentice. And this is like the day that they choose the next wizard apprentice. And while he's like, we can't keep this baby. I got this. I got things to do. <laughs> and then she's like, here, hold it for a second. And he immediately falls in love as soon as he holds of the baby. Course. It's the cutest baby ever. <laughs> and she falls in love with him. She's, I love, there's something they, I don't know how they did it in the 80s, but they really could capture baby's expressions and fit them to mm-hmm. the right moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, get the camera, she's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Labyrinth is really good at it too. So we go to the Nelwyn Festival. Where Willow is performing some sleight of hand magic. Mm-hmm. He's like, got a log and puts a, a fire through his arm. 
and everyone is very impressed. And then he does his <laughs> amazing disappearing pig trick. <laughs> Which is also impressive, but the pig kind of runs out from under the table, yeah. kind of <laughs> ruining it. Burglecott is still being a jerk. Of course. And then we start the test to see who gets to be the apprentice. And I guess he's a wizard. I don't know if he's a wizard or sorcerer or whatever. He mm-hmm. holds up his hand and he asks each one of them, which finger holds the power to change the world? And they're all picking different fingers. And we get to Willow, who's last, and he's like, uh, you can see him hesitating. Mm-hmm. He looks at his own finger, but ultimately he chooses one of the two that are left and they go, no apprentice this year. <laughs> <laughs> and just when they're finishing it, the devil dogs show up. <gasps> ah. And Mim, his little daughter, is just standing in the middle crying and Willow rescues oh, her. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I don't know if like she is just the best child crier of all time, but <laughs> it just looked so real. I was like, somebody get her. I'm getting I mad. Know. How did you make her cry? <laughs> yeah, this is horrible. Um, and the warriors kill the devil dog. Thank gosh. He runs home to check on Kaya and the baby, but they're fine. Of course. But they now know they really have to tell the council about this baby. So... He goes to the council meeting and the high Aldwin, <laughs> which is, I guess, what we call him, mm-hmm. sends Willow on a quest to find a daikini to take care of this daikini baby. Because Burglecut is being obnoxious, he makes him go along with him <laughs> and a bunch of warriors and I guess his best friend. He also gives him some words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. He tells him about the finger thing, I believe at this point yes it's like i think there's like a little side combo where he's like i saw that you hesitated why did you hesitate like see right he's like well i'm just gonna pick my own finger but and then he was like that was the answer why did you pick your own <laughs> finger <laughs> <sighs> he also gives him some stone making acorns i love it mm. when a movie is really good at like setting up things that come in the future but we don't yep. really remember them until we get there you know yes Okay, I just go on about, well, those kids are so damn cute. (laughs) They are so cute. (laughs) But as he's leaving, Kaya gives him her braid that she cut off, which Uh, is such a sweet sacrifice. (laughs) It is. And they're off. And they're off through a beautiful fantasy land. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All of the There's so much walking through gorgeous scenery in this movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's like the... Maybe like nicer, more serene equivalent to Lord of the Rings, um, uh-huh. <laughs> where that is just like walking through scary, dark, spider-infested places, and this is yeah. more like sunny, <laughs> grassy fields. I was looking up the locations, and it seemed like I re- it filmed in like so many different places, and you can kind of tell because there's so many different settings for every yeah. like scene. Every time they're walking through a new thing, <laughs> must have been uh, really fun to film. <laughs> oh yeah. So we we get throughout flashes of what's happening with Bab Morta. But this early on when we see her sending her daughter, Sorsha, and Boneface Guy, I can't remember what he's called, <laughs> to find this Kale. baby. Kale. He does come back in the series. Mm. I mean, not specifically, but kind of. Yeah. So the adventuring party has a few close calls or some really pretty shots. The music is so nostalgic for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they run into a Val Kilmer <laughs> who immediately tries to intimidate them from inside a cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh gosh. 
And everyone's like, oh, look, a Daikini in a cage. Let's give him the baby. And Willow's like, ah, no. Yeah, he's like, um, let's have some common sense. Yeah. But they're all like, well, we found one. Goodbye. And only his bestie, Migosh, stays. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they end up staying exactly right there all night long, which is an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, maybe we can get this daikini out of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're just like, well, this is a daikini spot. I guess another one will show up eventually. <laughs> right. <laughs> or maybe it was just really late. And they were like, well, let's just camp where we are. So Mad Morgan is trying to be nicer today. He introduces himself <laughs> and then an army approaches. And that's where we meet Eric. He's one of <laughs> Mad Mardigan's acquaintances from the past. Yep. He stops, but he doesn't let him out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, like, first of all, he's like the most like quintessential, like 80s version of a knight. <laughs> he's got like long blonde hair. He's very like, football-y yeah. like very broad <laughs> and a little yeah. bit maybe not the brightest but it's like this weird like rivalry that him and mad bardigan have like a frenemy kind of situation because he's like yeah i'm not gonna let you out because you need to figure out how to get yourself out of the situation <laughs> <laughs> exactly and um we find out that this army is trying to fight bav morta so they're the good guys yeah so after they all leave, Madame Mardigan is like, hey, I know a lot of women who can take care of the baby. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> so uh, they let him out. He assures them that he will take care of the baby. And then he leaves and they head home. <laughs> <laughs> and as they are out in the woods heading home, he's like, "We, if we leave now, we can get home in a day. And I'm like, it took you more than a day to get here, didn't it? I saw you walking <laughs> over mountains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. But whatever. But then they see a bird with a, well, a bird being flown by a brownie holding the baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. And then they're ambushed by little brownies shooting arrows at them, and then they fall in a giant hole. <laughs> I was wondering, is it going to be like, uh, I don't know what the story's called, but where it's like the like small, small people who are like fighting the one tall person, they like tie him up laying down. Um, Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Ooh. it very much looks like that because... They're like tied up to the ground and they're surrounded <laughs> by hostile brownies. Yeah. And then Shalindria, who I call the light lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She tells them to back off. And we find out that the baby's name is Alora Dannon. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, take this wand and find this witch, Raziel. <laughs> Raziel. Go to safety at Tiris Lee. And she also tells them that Elora has a destiny to bring down Bav Morta. And he, she's like, only you can save us. But, you know, the choice is yours. But just, you know, you're the only one who can save us. But it's your choice. <laughs> she must be a fairy of some sort. because She also has like yeah. little Tinkerbells surrounding her. Yeah, she's got like little flicks of light. She's got this like perfect long flowy blonde hair. And <laughs> she's wearing like this sheer white and she's like, Sort of like a, just like a being floating in the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's so like, 80s. is it Galadriel from Lord of the Rings? She, yeah, she has that Galadriel kind of look where it's like a little ethereal. Yeah, she's like part Galadriel, part Glinda. 
Yes. That's <laughs> a perfect. Yes. <laughs> so Willow is like, hey, bestie, you go ahead and go home. I'm going to take these two brownies and this baby and <laughs> go try to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> and Miga says, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the brownies. Okay. They're so good. Okay, so Willow and the brownies decide to brave a daikini pub to find some milk. And everyone in it is mean. <laughs> of course. And there are lots of children, strangely, in this extremely <laughs> <Yeah>. rowdy pub. <laughs> the brownies kind of fight over a fairy love potion, so we're setting that up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kevin Pollock <laughs> gets covered. I don't know what their <laughs> names are, the brownies. <laughs> he falls in love with a cat, then falls into some <laughs> yes. beer. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mad Mardigan is dressing as a woman to sneak out of a lady's room. <laughs> I think Willow kind of stumbles into this room randomly. It's like fate is on their side. <laughs> of course. It's like the universe is working itself out. <laughs> yeah. And then a bunch of guards come in and they're checking all the babies in the pub, which I'm like, why are there so many babies? <laughs> <laughs> that should be the check number one. Who has a baby in the pub? Yeah. And then we have the first meeting of Sorsha and Mad Mardigan because he's dressed as a woman and she's confronting him and he's <laughs> immediately attracted to her. So can't control you know. himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're setting it up from the get. They manage to escape on a cart and there's a big c- cart chase scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very exciting. Very fun. <laughs> it's very perilous. The wheels fall off. Everyone's hanging on for dear life. but they get away phew (laughs) (laughs) i feel like if there were gnomes or like dwarves in this movie then there would have been like a a mine shaft sort of chase (laughs) and yes yes it's very much like like that it follows like 80s adventure tropes to a team Mm -hmm. from the random cart chase which yes uh, we'll uh, we'll get to the next to the other (laughs) very Clearly 80s action adventure scene <laughs> later. But okay, so they all escape. Matt Martigan ends up wearing the dress as pants. So he's got like these pink <laughs> billowy pants on for the rest yes. of the movie. <laughs> They're all heading in the same direction just by chance. And so Willow mm-hmm. asks for his help. And the baby has worked her spell on Matt Martigan <laughs> because he is charmed. And he agrees to take them to the lake where he's supposed to find Razel. Razel. Mm-hmm. And they get straight to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Morgan is like, all right, I'm out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> Willow leaves the baby in a hut with the brownies and rows out to find... Uh, first, they're calling her Finn Rizelle. Mm-hmm. But uh, they drop the Finn at some point. Maybe, maybe Finn is like their version of Miss or like yeah. a formal title of some sort. Yeah, it's something like Witch Lady or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorceress. <laughs> So he rows out there and he can't find her. And then this talking marsupial comes up. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a marsupial. It's like a little weasel or something. (laughs) It's like, I want to say kinkachu, but I (laughs) just be making up words. (laughs) It's very like a tubular sort of furry thing that definitely probably has I thought it was kind of like a squirrel, but then... When we get back to land, you can tell it's much bigger than I originally thought it was yeah. when it was in the tree. 
But she, it's basically, that is Roselle. She's been transformed <laughs> into this thing and uh, by Bab Morda, I guess a while back. Mm-hmm. Roselle is like, transform me back with this wand to Willow, but he can't do it on his first attempt and the bad guys show up immediately. They had caught Mad Mardigan and followed him back. Mm. Or I mean, not followed him, but you know, just basically they weren't, he wasn't that far away. So (laughs) it wasn't (laughs) that hard. I will point out that in the very first scene, his teeth are horrible, but as the movie progresses, (laughs) they get better and better. (laughs) Well, he didn't have access to a toothbrush in the cage. So, (laughs) (laughs) so they, the bad guys scoop up everyone minus the brownies. And right away, Shorsha and Mad Mardigan seem slightly obsessed with each other. They just keep like <laughs> staring at each other and growling at each other. <laughs> it's very much like you can tell that she likes him too, but then like what he, she won't acknowledge it. So like if he looks at her while she's looking at him, she'll be like, you're horrible. I can't yeah. stand to look at you. <laughs> she's like, I was raised by an evil villainess. I, have I must to be, be one myself. <laughs> <laughs> This is also so many traveling shots. <laughs> mm-hmm. They end up in the mountains and are like in the snow tops of the mountains. And they're in a cage and they try. Willow tries again to transform Razelle <laughs> and the brownies show up, but he can only transform her into a crow. Mm-hmm. So now she's a crow. which you know you have the power of fight now could be arguably better than a marsupial (laughs) yeah definitely definitely harder to catch (laughs) definitely as the brownies are like unlocking their cage mad martigan gets hit with a sack (laughs) of love powder (laughs) (laughs) and they sneak into sorsha's tent to grab alora and when he's in there, he sees her laying oh, gorgeously gosh. on her furs and is yeah. like, I must have you. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely got like a canopy bed set up in her tent. <laughs> and there's like a, a stream of moonlight just resting on her face. <laughs> I know. So he falls in love with her. <laughs> but she wakes up with a knife to his throat. <laughs> she said, don't forget that I am an evil villainess. Yeah, she's very confused by his professions of love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She doesn't trust it, but you can tell she likes it. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And the guard does get called, but as the tent is collapsing, they kiss. Of course. And then a fight and an escape commence. And we see that he's really a good swordsman because we were told that earlier, but like he actually gets a sword and gets to fight with it. And they hop on a sled and the second major 80s (laughs) action adventure scene commences while they sled downhill. I feel like every adventure 80s movie had some downhill sliding. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Whether it's like a snow sled or like you're inside some sort of tire going down a hill or (laughs) Or, um, like water slides and goonies (laughs) or I think Indiana Jones had one in a boat. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. If there's a waterfall nearby, you're in a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Romancing the stone. They definitely fell on a mudslide. Oh yeah. At one point Matt Mardigan falls off the sled and rolls downhill and becomes a giant snowball, (laughs) which is so silly. (laughs) I loved it though. I thought it was like a perfect way to end that whole sequence. It was perfect. It was perfect. (laughs) 
Okay, so now they rolled into a, another village where mm-hmm. Eric happens to be. Of course. But the bad guys are right behind them, so everybody goes to the basement and hides. Sorsha finds the basement and gets taken hostage. And they use her in order to escape. And Sorsha and Mad Morgan are still very attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then she escapes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And then they reach Tirasli, which just kind of looks like an abandoned castle. And yeah. all the people are like trapped in these ice and or stone blocks. I'm not sure. It's like a, yeah, some sort of like ice crystallized sort of things. Like, yeah. You definitely tell they're not like magic. turned to stone, but they're in case. Like yes, in case. Definitely some magic at play. Yes, definitely. And trolls are now overrunning the castle. <sighs> <laughs> Bath Morda obviously did all of this badness. Mm-hmm. Matt Mardigan immediately finds an armory to outfit himself. <laughs> <laughs> Willow tries to transform Razal again, and this time she's a goat. Yeah, <laughs> and... we went backwards. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many times I've said Willow yes. in the goat voice. <laughs> she can only talk in goat. Uh, yeah. Accent. It's so goaty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they managed to shut the gates just in time. The bad guys get a battering ram and they batter down the door. Mm. A troll attacks and gets turned into a two-headed fire-breathing monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing was... It was kind of, like, gross because it looked really wet. Like, it was very fleshy. Like a oh, yeah, it was Some very... sort of dragon thing. Yeah, it was like a really weird kind of like a, a worm dragon. Blech. Yeah, <laughs> it breathes fire though. Mm-hmm. So the army comes in. The monster eats some of the villains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Mad Martigan has been going around home aloneing the castle in the yep. few minutes he had <laughs> before they broke in. Because <laughs> it's really just the two of them fighting an yeah. entire qu- squadron. <laughs> uh, an entire like military <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sersha is like still falling for Mad Mardigan as he takes on the army alone <laughs> of course she's like oh, he could be a good villain <laughs> yeah at one point she kisses him and just when it seems like oh, they've, they're they definitely outnumbered mm-hmm. Eric and his army show up <laughs> just in the nick of time and then Boneface takes the baby and rides away <gasps> no <laughs> And the saddest part is this is when Willow comes out and he falls down. He's so upset. (laughs) (laughs) Heartbreaking. Now they have Eric and his fighters and Sersha is now on their team. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) She's like, I decided I just, you know, you're, you're hot and my mom's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. You're hot. My mom is mean. So I'm going to go to your side. Yeah. And Willow is so distraught. He seems like all hope is lost. But Mad Mardigan is like, hey. We're not down yet. Let's just get on our horses and go follow that baby. (laughs) (laughs) No one's given up yet. Yeah. But the child is taken to Bath Morda in her giant castle. Mm -mm. The good guys show up outside and they have a whole army now. (laughs) (laughs) Bath Morda is very upset about Sorsha's face turn and she cackles from the turrets and turns (laughs) the entire army into pigs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes this was a very interesting like the transformation process was really cool 
Yeah, it's very impressive. I mean, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Willow manages to protect himself with magic just in time. Of course. <sighs> Meanwhile, inside, Bavmorda is beginning the ritual, and it involves calling lightning in. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Very Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. Willow transforms Rizal back into an old lady. She's old because a lot of time has passed, and she didn't realize how much. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. I like that she's kind of like, I'm a witchy old lady and yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna beat it back for <laughs> Yeah. It takes a few tries, but he manages to work. And she and Willow, I guess, turn everyone back into humans. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Alora is all bound up on the altar, crying. Poor She's baby. like sitting in the rain. It's just not good. Mm-mm. But Willow has a plan for getting in the castle. <laughs> and it involves goofers <laughs> <laughs> stick to what you know it always helps you at the end yeah so the next as the dawn is breaking the next day we're seeing all of the heads on strings and ca- in the, around the castle which is very disturbing <laughs> very. it kind of appears that everyone has left except for Willow and Razelle and the Boneface army <laughs> that's what it said Boneface army comes to the gate <laughs> so <laughs> a few people from inside come to kill willow or whatever and the good guys emerge from the ground and attack yep. it was the perfect ambush the <laughs> yes i was like whoa how did you get all those horses and holes <laughs> yeah well i don't know i feel like a lot of these the more stuff with show horses as i call them that i see and i'm like they're trying to do so much stuff <laughs> i know it's so impressive okay so willow Rizal, and sorcia sneak up to the ritual chamber while mm-hmm. the army is distracting everyone else bavmorda almost kills sorcia but mm-hmm. Rizal saves her in time then we have a big sorcery battle with fire and ice everyone else is fighting downstairs Bavmorda gets thrown around the room hilariously. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not out yet. Willow sneaks in and has to fight a bone-filled chamber pot of some sort that they've <laughs> yeah. turned to life somehow. Um, meanwhile, downstairs, Eric is killed by Boneface. No! And a mad Bardigan, after a very difficult fight, avenges him. Yes. Willow grabs Alora. He bluffs about his sorcery skills and throws his stone acorn. (laughs) (laughs) It does work, but it isn't strong enough to fight this evil witch. He calls her a stupid hag. (laughs) (laughs) Very 80s. (laughs) (laughs) He starts to bluff about his own powers. Uh, And then the baby disappears. He says he's going to send her to this other realm. And he does his disappearing pig trick. <laughs> but this time it'll work. <laughs> yeah. But before the big reveal that it was the bis- the disappearing dig, the disappearing pig, <laughs> Bav Morta gets so upset that she manages to get herself struck by lightning. <laughs> <So> <laughs> really, no one defeats her except for lightning. <laughs> yep. She gets in her own way. <laughs> she goes, ah! puts her head in the sky and it's just like a lightning rod <laughs> and she disappears into red smoke <laughs> <laughs> and the rest gets wrapped up really quickly 
We have a scene <laughs> where Roselle is giving Willow a reward of a sorcery book. It's very the end of Star Wars, where we have to have a ceremony to of give course. everyone their prizes for saving the day. <laughs> you get this somehow we knew very specific thing to your talent. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's hair is all bouncy and beautiful. Sorcia <laughs> mm-hmm. and Matt Mardigan are just like, we'll take the baby. <laughs> <laughs> And then Willow returns home, and everyone is excited to see him, especially Kaya and the kiddos. The babies. And everyone lives happily ever after. Until the miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to look up the composer at the end because the music, I was like, this sounds exactly like music from Romancing the Stone. And I looked him up to see if he had done that movie, but he hadn't. But he's done so many movies, including all of the... um. American Tale movies, all of the Lamp Before oh. Time movies. <laughs> oh my gosh, those are my movies. I know. So, yeah. <sighs> that was a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, good story. I love it. It's so good. And should we just talk just a teeny bit about the new series that came out? Sure, yeah. <laughs> You've only seen the first episode so far? I've seen the first two episodes so far. Mm. And uh, I finish it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, because it's like a more modern day sort of, it's not like an 80s fantasy movie. It took me a second to get into it. The first episode, I was not, it felt a little slow. It wasn't as charged up as I was by the movie. Uh-huh. But I will say by the second episode, I was like, okay, I'm getting into this. <laughs> I want to see yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah, I think... I really like that it's all teens who we're following because I love a good teen story and, you know, it's for kids and they just Mm -hmm. can relate to that better. And (laughs) I love Mad Mardigan's kids are exactly like him. (laughs) (laughs) They drive me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) They are a little bit crazy making, but also very much like him in certain respects and... There's like some fun, uh, like little gay love story going on throughout the series. Mm-hmm. We, you know, Tony Revolori is in it, which is always fun. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I'm always excited. I was so excited when I saw Warwick Davis again yes. as Willow. I was like, oh, finally. And he's the the high Alwyn. Al- is that what we call it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now he's the high Alwyn. And there's like this really funny joke when they carry him in and they set him down and they're all like rubbing their shoulders like he's really heavy. <laughs> and he was like, I'm not that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Alora is one of the kids who mm-hmm. goes on this. It takes, I guess, by the second episode, we find yeah. out. Maybe I'm I think it's... spoiling stuff, but... <laughs> I think it's by the end of the first episode, it's like the big reveal. So it's not like, you know, something they keep private for right, a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say that when they finished the series, they left it open for like two more seasons. Ooh. And I really hope that we get some more because yeah, be I great. think they did a great job with it. It felt very much in the spirit of Willow. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some stupid people critique <laughs> <laughs> and i don't care for their critiques <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's people who were like a little too sentimental about the original and just who could be yeah. more sentimental than me <laughs> <laughs> but i i feel like you know 
especially if it's like a fantasy thing, we don't get a lot of high budget fantasy. So give it time. Yeah. Let it let it flourish. Let's see what it becomes. Yeah. And it's fun and different and it's got funny. It's kind of funny and yeah. Know, it's not so taking itself as seriously as a lot of fantasy no. does. No, yeah. But... It's definitely like very light. And that's what I really like yeah. about it. But the stakes are still high. So definitely. Of course, the world is always at <laughs> at a possible yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, and they, one... they carry on with the oh sorry. I was just gonna say the in this one though, the creatures are ten times scarier. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, I know it's like, you know, what. 30 years 30 plus years since the original and i know that special effects have been upgraded a lot but it was so scary yeah yeah so i mean i definitely recommend it i think if you Mm -hmm. are like me and loved willow as a kid those are the kind of people who i've been seeing giving the most critiques and i'm like you have you're like a 40 year old so (laughs) i don't know why you're complaining that young teenage girls are unlikable it just feels very wrong <laughs> but yeah to me all teenagers are all very unlikable from those parts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i think it fits in <laughs> yeah oh people yeah but it was very fun and i really hope they do more yeah me too more brownies because they were uh, in yes. as much as i wanted them to be in <laughs> of course I, we need the comedic relief but uh, kevin pollack does show up so (laughs) i'm excited i'm excited to see him yeah he's my favorite (sighs) but i think that's enough for today (laughs) (laughs) agreed it was a good fun kind of off-brand episode for us and yes definitely will be more of them in the future for yeah, sure. I think actually next week we're going to be doing another, <laughs> yes. another non-Jane Austen or David Lynch, although the cinematographer has been David Lynch's cinematographer for many things. Ooh, so, so it is somewhat of a connection. Hmm. Somewhat of a connection. We'll be watching The Menu next yes. week. So tune in for that. <laughs> Very excited for that. Yeah. But I think that's all for today. Yes. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersandmadness.com. And if you would like to support the show, you can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you prefer. We also have a donate button on our website, mannersandmadness.com. Yes. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye. Bye.